In the church, we distinguish between the active and the contemplative. We distinguish, but we do not separate. For example, there are religious orders that are quite active in the work of charity, the works of mercy, sisters who dedicate their lives to the service of the Lord through teaching and through health care. I know very well a group of sisters in Mishawaka, up near South Bend. They are the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. You have never met a happier group of sisters. Lots of young sisters in full habit, eager to serve the Lord. And these sisters have two charisms. The sisters either teach in Catholic schools or they are involved in health care. And in fact, the sisters operate a network of Catholic hospitals in the northern part of the state and into Illinois known as Franciscan health care. They are very, very active. There are also religious orders that are contemplative. The Carmelite sisters who live just outside of Terre Haute live a cloistered life, spending every day in prayer for the needs of the church. Contemplative nuns and brothers experience a beautiful life centered around prayer, a life of asceticism and simplicity. They are very close to the Lord, and the church cannot survive without their prayers. The active and the contemplative, two ways of serving the Lord. Sometimes people will use today's gospel about Martha and Mary to sharply divide the two ways of life. They present the active and the contemplative as polar opposites. But is this the case? Our Lord says that the contemplative Mary has chosen the better part, but that doesn't diminish the value of Martha's active work. And this is really good news for those of us who are active in the work of the Lord, either through priestly ministry or through the very busy work of raising a family. This is good news for us. Martha and Mary were sisters. They were related. They came from the same womb. And so too the active and the contemplative. Remember the religious sisters I spoke about from Mishawaka who operate that huge network of Catholic hospitals. Remember their name. The Franciscan sisters of perpetual adoration. Adoring the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament is so very, very important to them. These very active sisters 
never neglect to make a holy hour of prayer before the exposed blessed sacrament, keeping a 24-7 vigil before the Lord. And when you are next in Mishawaka, you are most welcome to enter that chapel. The sisters will let you in. It's one of the most beautiful adoration chapels that I have ever seen. Without that experience of prayer, all of the very busy work that the sisters are engaged in would come right off the rails. Because absent a close relationship with Jesus, heart to heart, found by adoring him in the blessed sacrament, all activity eventually amounts to nothing. The sisters in Mishawaka have found a great balance, and they invite us and teach us to do the same. And remember the contemplative sisters in Terre Haute. They live in cloister. They spend their day in contemplative prayer. They are Carmelites. Their feast day was yesterday, the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Today is another important feast day for the Carmelites, the feast day of the martyrs of Campania, 16 Carmelite sisters who faced the guillotine on this day in 1794 amidst the terror of the French Revolution all because they did not want the state to interfere with their religious life. St. Therese of Lisieux was a Carmelite. She is the saint known as the Little Flower. When she was young, she dreamed of being a missionary, traveling the world, spreading the gospel. Poor health stood in her way. Instead, she became fully immersed in contemplative prayer as a Carmelite, but always praying for those brave missionaries who endured harsh conditions as they traveled to the ends of the earth, spreading the good news of the gospel. To this day, Carmelite sisters and brothers live the consecrated contemplative life, spending much of their time in the chapel before the Blessed Sacrament, but not without first visiting the bulletin board. That's right, the bulletin board that is outside the door of the chapel of every contemplative community a bulletin board on which are posted the letters and notes from people all over requesting their prayers. Prayers for a successful surgery. Prayers for a child who has strayed. Prayers for an important decision to be made. Though they live far away from the world, the world continues to knock at their door, humbly asking for their prayers, and they take quite seriously 
each of the prayers that make their way to their bulletin board. If you have a need that is close to your heart, write to a contemplative community. You can rest assured that your need will be put on a real bulletin board and that the contemplatives will look at it and take it to heart and take it to the Lord. You are never alone in your need. You are never alone thanks to the contemplative men and women around the world. So what does it mean that the contemplative Mary has chosen the better part over the very active Martha. Let's pay attention to the words of the gospel. St. Luke says that Martha was burdened with much service. Other translations put it better when they say that Martha was distracted by much service. She was pulled away by the service that she was offering. We all know what it means to be distracted. We all know what it means to be pulled away from the important things. The cell phone that rings at exactly the wrong moment, full of urgency, but terribly lacking in importance. The story of Martha and Mary is important for each of us living an active life in the Lord's service, Our Lord does not criticize Martha because of her service, but rather because she was trying to do too much without the necessity of doing so. She was trying to be the hostess with the mostess. She was trying to overdo it. And our Lord recognized that her service was pulling her away from him. And so his counsel to Martha was pay attention to the example of Mary. Don't try to do so much service that you forget to rest in me and to listen to me and to abide in me. Those who are naturally very active in their service of the Lord need this same reminder, just as those who live the contemplative life need their bulletin board. We are so blessed to have in our parish, just a couple of paces away, a beautiful adoration chapel in which it is possible to enter into the presence of the Lord 24-7, thanks to those who take their turns, keeping a constant vigil before the Lord. The chapel invites all of us who are so busy and so active to take time away with the Lord, to put our needs before him, to put our troubles and our problems in his hands, and then, like Mary, to sit at the Lord's feet, to allow him to speak to us, 
and to enjoy his presence. Those of you who are regular visitors to the Adoration Chapel know that that's the best hour of the week, isn't it? And that we rarely leave the chapel without a keen sense that we have been in the presence of the Lord and we are better for it. St. Teresa of Calcutta is, of course, known for her very active life of service. She won the Nobel Peace Prize for all of the good work that she was doing for the poorest of the poor in Calcutta and throughout the world. She was known for her activity. But we know the rest of the story. We know that St. Teresa and her companions, the missionaries of charity, who continue her, her good work, would never go out into the streets without first spending a holy hour of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament and experiencing Holy Mass. They would go out then and work their fingers to the bone, caring for the poorest of the poorest, and then they would return to the convent for another holy hour of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. The Blessed Sacrament, the Lord Jesus, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who makes certain that we stay on track in life, the one who makes sure that we do not get lost in all of our activity, but that we recognize him as the center of our lives. I'll close this message about Martha and Mary, the active and the contemplative, with words from St. Teresa of Calcutta herself, words that speak to every busy person. Mother Teresa says, the fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. The fruit of service is peace. I'll say it again. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. The fruit of service is peace. Mm -hmm.